Hey, what's happening? It's actually Sunday, October 17th, 2021. Yep, I think it's the first time I've done a show on Sunday. I've been playing catch-up a lot last couple weeks and haven't been with you since Wednesday. A lot's happened. I'm going to try to cover what matters most. And it is early. It's about 2.40 a.m. That's right, 2.40 a.m. Pacific time. I am not in... (laughs) in the Pacific time zone, so I'm not up actually at 2.40, but pretty close. And wanted to get a show in before some more travel today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to talk about, got a whole myriad of subjects. we got Kamala Harris appearing in churches. Uh, all of these churches should be losing their uh, tax-exempt status. We'll talk about what, what these churches, black churches in Virginia did in anticipation of the a gubernatorial election in November between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin, the Republican. Um, all kinds of nonsense going on in California. I like to always highlight the latest and greatest. We'll talk about what Gavin Newsom and the legislators in California want to do with your kids' toys. Talk about uh, what Joe Biden's up to. Um, not doing well in the polls is something he's up to. And uh, it's fun to read some of the um, leftist liberal opinions now, they are really wanting Joe Biden to do something of a reboot because they're getting worried. They know he is going to be an absolute anchor, a nuclear bomb for the Democrats next year during the midterm elections. I mean, I don't like talking about a win before we actually win, but... All the smart money goes on the Republicans taking the House and the Senate. I mean, if the election were held today, I think it would be a wipeout. I think not only would Republicans take both houses of Congress back, but they would gain seats that they're not even talking about. And uh, we're talking left-leaning or blue or Democrat-leaning, according to uh, experts. Those would go. Those would fall. Biden's uh, approval ratings in a number of polls has him at 38%. I mean, that's... When they use the term underwater, that is big time. And um, a lot of what we talk about today is why, and what we have talked about is why um, Biden's hurting so bad. Uh, But it's amazing, like any Democrat, like any liberal, they really don't, they don't, they can't change. They can't adjust. And on COVID, on the border, really on anything, Biden is not, is not budging. And of course, not on any of the the uh, government funding budget or reconciliation that is going to come to a head in December now that there's been, you know, they, they voted for a temporary extension to keep the government open. That's looming. But first, let's talk about what China did. <clears throat> this is incredible. This came out of nowhere. No one in our woke military saw this coming. So let's just keep the streak alive. United States military leadership, the streak of losing. Because we lose big time when China tests a new hypersonic nuclear-capable missile that circled the entire globe at low orbit. Military officials in the United States and our allies such as the United Kingdom were totally stunned. They had no idea. Remember, our military leadership right now is focused on vaccine mandates for service members. We're talking about thousands of, for example, Navy personnel looking at getting seriously reprimanded or kicked out if they're not vaccinated. I know a number of deadlines or one deadline in particular for the government is December 8th. And uh, I don't know if that applies to the Navy, but it's coming up. And all the while, by the way, I read that the U.S. Post Office employees aren't required to be vaccinated. 
interesting. You know, maybe there's some kind of friend. Maybe it's a favor. Again, this is not about COVID. These mandates, the vaccines are all about control, not to sound cliche or repeat myself, but that's what our military has been focused on. And so now China, just out of nowhere, decides to launch a missile that can go anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. This is massive, massive news. And I didn't see any clip. I didn't hear anything from our president condemning this, let alone using any kind of harsh tone or strong language, letting the world know that if China were to dare step out of line with something like this involving a nuclear missile, it would be the end of them and they would face serious consequences. We know what Donald Trump or Ronald Reagan, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, or even Bill Clinton would do with this. But Biden is going to be out there talking about the January 6th riot. It's not one insurrection. I'm not even going to entertain it anymore as possibly such. He's going to focus on environmentalism, which is becoming closer and closer to actual terrorism nowadays, especially when it comes to our money and way of life, and just sit there and not respond to the fact that China has a technology that could drop a nuclear weapon anywhere it likes. Now, we have weapons defense systems. Uh, I'm assuming since this was low orbit, maybe they don't work. From the way I understand our yeah, ballistic weapons, uh, ballistic missile defense systems are designed to shoot these missiles down. It's like shooting a bullet with a bullet, as described to me by somebody who works in this program out uh, at a military base in Vandenberg, California. This uh, friend of mine years ago described our system, and we shoot these missiles uh, while they're you know out of the Earth's atmosphere. Basically, as they leave and they dial in their target and you've probably seen it in movies the missile is technically i believe in space can we shoot something that is at low orbit with this technology i'm assuming we could but i don't know do the, do the physics get more difficult i mean this is some heavy science shit going on when you're using a missile to shoot down a missile it ain't easy and i'm pretty sure you only get one chance uh, now we have something that can fly at low orbit. China can launch it anywhere. And at the same time, China is launching fighter pilots into Taiwanese, a democratic nation deserving of being such. China's launching airstrikes into Taiwanese territory. The entire Asia-Pacific region is on edge. There's no doubt about it. And I can tell you right now, if any of the leaders of countries like Japan, Korea, China, Taiwan, you name them, <clears throat> if any of them thought they wanted to support Joe Biden a year ago, they certainly do not now. And like many people who won't admit it, they miss Donald Trump desperately. I mean, this is this is a scary situation. We have a real, real issue here with a communist superpower launching what could potentially be a nuclear missile. So again, Joe Biden's losing streak continues. It's just, I'm genuinely, I mean, I <clears throat> China flexes, communists flex. They sail ships into sovereign waters once in a while. They do the, you know, flyby thing of our pilots. Russia's done it before. This is, this feels different. 
And what scares me the most is from what I read, and, and you should follow what's going on, what we can learn, what's available, which is not always much because it's China, is their economy is, is not doing well, worse than ours. Um, their government seized one of their financial organizations, like a Lehman Brothers type crash. And, uh, you know, they're trying, they'll never admit they're in trouble. But what if they really are? We think China's going to go the way of the Soviet Union? No way. They're not going to let themselves flop. They're not going to sit around and seem weak. Communists are all about propaganda and perception. And so I, I would be concerned if I lived in Taiwan. Now, what a major move that would be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what the world would do. I think there's a good chance that if China invaded Taiwan, which you have to understand China believes Taiwan is already theirs. It's not like they're invading India. They use the uh, Chinese currency in Taiwan. You talk to someone from China, they refer to it as Chinese Taipei. So to China and to, I would imagine, many of the Chinese people, and like I said, it was early. I needed some coffee there. Uh, to many, to China, this is this wouldn't be an invasion. This would just be them reasserting themselves in a territory that they already own. They don't recognize, and they get very upset if any world leaders recognize or even speak to the president of Taiwan. So it's something to watch. And China sure got everybody's attention and freaked out our General Miller, Millie types, which I do enjoy <clears throat> because... I only cheer for them because they wear the U.S. uniform, but I despise the people that lead our current our military. They're, and I really have so for a while. Uh, we definitely have the worst group right now, and they got caught with their pants down. Let's, let's see what happens. Moving on to Sweet Kamala. She recorded a video. This is related to the upcoming gubernatorial election in Virginia. And she recorded a... Terry McAuliffe endorsement video that was played at over 300 black churches in Virginia. That's right. This is what they do. I mean, what? They've got, there have to be rep Republicans sitting in that congregation, in those congregations of those 300 churches, just stunned that Kamala's dumbass is on a screen talking about Terry McAuliffe and asking the congregation to vote for that liberal white man. Kamala, who I wonder if she had her street voice going like Obama used to when he talked to a black church. He, he went reverend voice. I mean, Obama, Obama was feeling it, right? He was touching Jesus and getting down with the Holy Spirit when he was in front of a black church, right? Even though he's probably whiter than I am in most regards. And his mom is definitely whiter than I am. But that's not relevant here. Let's not talk about it. He was the first black president. And like I said, thou shalt not criticize Barack Obama. I just violated one of the 10 woke commandments. But... Kamala asked everybody to please vote after today's service. Of course, meaning vote for Terry McAuliffe. Otherwise, we don't want you to vote. Whenever a Democrat wants you to vote, they really don't. I'm talking about this audience. They don't want you to vote. 
they do not want you to do anything that would help their opponents. So that's why they love to talk about voting. They love to talk about supporting black people. They only want to talk about supporting women, minorities, anyone, if those people are supporting liberal, progressive, socialist candidates. Um, of course, CNN dutifully posted a copy of the video in two parts. Um, I think this should be remembered for a few years from now. And when the Democrat or when the Republicans take power back in Washington, these 300 churches should lose their tax exempt status. Uh, this is incredible, and uh, it's disgusting that they are out there endorsing so blatantly any political candidate. And I would say the same thing because I'm a consistent conservative. I would ra be rather concerned if there was a nationally coordinated political message like this in favor of Donald Trump across a number of churches pushing him as a candidate. There's just no place for that in a church. And if you are going to be exempt from taxes, especially these giant million, multi-million dollar megachurch organizations, they should not have anything to do with endorsing any candidate for any office. Um, but this is, again, this is the modern liberal. The rules don't apply to them. And people like Kamala, disgusting Neanderthal, no experience liberals like Kamala Harris, know they know better for you. And especially black people. My God, remember, if you don't vote for Joe Biden or Terry McAuliffe, you ain't black. Those are Joe Biden's words. So I thought I'd mention that that's how worried they are. I mean, this is a good thing. The polls are incredibly close. Some refer to it as a dead heat. This is not supposed to be the case in what is now a blue state like Virginia. And so they're out there going for the souls to the polls move in Virginia to consolidate the black vote. And uh, Kamala's out there. Quote, I believe that my friend Terry McAuliffe is the leader Virginia needs at this moment. Before praising McAuliffe's, quote, long track record of getting things done for the people of Virginia. Kamala couldn't, for a million dollars, name one of those things that Terry McAuliffe has ever done for Virginia or any American citizen ever. Um, again, she's stupid. She's a dimwit. She needs teleprompter messages and nice pantsuits to do what she has to do, which is essentially show up and be as black and as female as she can be. Because the party that wants everybody to have an opportunity, the Democratic Party, elects candidates based on things such as race and gender and nothing to do with their merits, which this woman doesn't have. But um, that race is getting close. We're what two and a half weeks away that's going to be a fun one to watch pulling for young and he's gotten it close let's just hope biden keeps doing what he's doing terry mcauliffe's going to have another screw up too he's remember right we talked about how he said which is stunning in a debate that he doesn't believe parents should have anything to do with what their kids are taught in school and he's already had a couple mask hypocrisy incidents where he's hollering at a guy you know, after he was coming out of some panel, I talked about it a few days ago, 
McAuliffe's wearing a mask outside coming out of the meeting, but he's never, you look at any of his appearances, he's never wearing a mask. And um, so there are a lot of Virginians who would otherwise maybe vote for him, I would say independents, are seeing that this guy is aligned with an issue that is concerning them, and that is, you know, the COVID mask mandates in schools and all of the things that these liberals are doing in schools and have been for decades that is really more of a social experiment. It has nothing to do with teaching your kids anything. And, I mean, this this is the, the new world we're going to live in for a while post-pandemic. And based on the numbers, we're essentially out of it. I mean, there are, you know, they're averaging now 80,000 cases a day. We're way down. You know, we're down below the 100,000 mark. Delta is dying off. So unless they come up with or there is actually a new variant, we should be in good shape. But Blue Pennsylvania, I'm going to jump to this issue real quick because it relates to why Terry McAuliffe may lose the election. I think his comments and his stance on how schools are being run uh, will be the end of him and will be a real problem for liberals moving into the midterms. But a Pennsylvania School Board Association votes unanimously to end membership with the NSBA. What is the NSBA? The NSBA is the National School Board Association. Can you imagine the winners that run that thing? This is from Gateway Pundit. On Thursday, the Pennsylvania School Board Association, PSBA, became the first school district in the U.S. to officially end their membership with the National School Board Association. The Pennsylvania members voted unanimously to leave the group after the National Board sent a letter to Biden that asked him to use federal agencies to investigate, disrupt, and prosecute concerned parents who speak out against radical school policies. What the NSBA did, this is the organization that this Pennsylvania board is asking to leave, and they're they're doing it, they're leaving it unanimously, is this National School Board Association. It was part of the request to the Attorney General to target parents as if they're domestic terrorists for getting angry at school boards for the trash that's being taught. It's not just the COVID mask mandates and restrictions, but it's the pornography and disgusting content that is being pushed and and being made available in libraries. And, And parents have had it. It's a national movement. And what's happened, and this is what's to be celebrated out of all of this horror is a groups of people that I've known for decades. And I can say that I've lived decades, plural now for a long time. I've known based on having teachers in the family in states like California, how liberal, how perverse, how socialist, how fucked up public school boards are and can be. And so what COVID has created is it's put the light of day onto these cockroaches that have run your kids' schools into the ground with absolute impunity for years. And so what started with fighting COVID restrictions and mandates has become so much more. You have now the issue of even disagreeing publicly with your school board and getting angry and raising your voice, making you potentially a domestic terrorist in the eyes of the Attorney General and the Department of Justice. What came out from 
all of this scrutiny in Virginia, particularly in Loudoun County, is really scary. Let's talk about that. Uh, there was a directive, and this is in a Loudoun County school board meeting. The parents are going berserk because apparently someone in leadership there um, <laughs> out of this school board in writing mandated and requested that sexual assaults in Loudoun County schools not be reported to the police. Well, a major story involving a 14-year-old girl <clears throat> has come out from this. And this took place, this incident, I have to say alleged, at Stonebridge High School in Loudoun County occurred on May 28th, where a male transgender student wore a skirt when he raped a 14-year-old girl in the girl's bathroom. That's right. A male student, all right, identifying, total bullshit, as transgender, wore a skirt and raped someone's daughter in the girl's bathroom. The school district's policy allows male students to use the girl's bathroom and vice versa. This is what people have been talking about for years, and this is a major, major red alert for the left because the transgender bathroom issue was a rallying cry issue for these psychopathic liberals years ago. And getting bathrooms changed to non-gender specific, specific, binary, whatever the words they use, you've seen them in certain airports in certain blue states where you have the little half man, half dress, figurine, Gumby, uh, statue looking bathroom sign. That was a big win for them, right? Because they're crazy. Well, according to reports, the same transgender student committed a second sexual assault at another Loudoun County school after he was transferred out. Not only did the school officials cover up the incidents to prevent controversy over their transgender policy, <laughs> but they also arrested and prosecuted the girl's father after he tried to sound the alarm at a school board meeting. That's right. This guy's daughter was raped by a supposed tranny bullshit. Psycho, mentally ill individual is what we're talking about who happens to wear a dress and is a dangerous, dangerous psychopath predator protected by a policy that should never have been approved by any school in any district, in any county in the country. And it's pretty much the norm now in these blue states. The article from Gateway Pundit goes on, Loudoun County Public Schools released a statement this week defending the cover-up and attacked the rape victim's father. This is effing insane. Wow. Wow. I mean, they, they released this deal on Twitter. This is Loudoun County Schools, and they're, they're covering their ass. And I, they're in deep trouble. Um, there have been resignations thus far. Um, there should be a DOJ-led federal investigation or in the state. Loudoun County is in Virginia, a blue state. This shows you liberals don't care about your kids. They don't care about what your kids learn. They care about power. And the transgender bathroom issue, going back to the controversy with Target, that was a power move for them, Right?
And so uh, what we're seeing here, and, and if you're hearing this for the first time, it's because the mainstream media is avoiding this like it's nuclear because they are liberals and they all invested in bathroom equality access and they are invested in the alphabet soup, LGBTQ plus ZYLMNOP movement that includes the insanity that transgenderism has taken us to. And I'm telling you right now, just by being pissed off at a supposedly transgender student raping somebody probably makes me and you transphobic. That's a term I don't recognize. I have never had anybody really define it well for me, and therefore, I don't give a damn. But this is psychotic. This is nuts. And people with kids unfortunate enough to have kids in public schools need to find out if their school board and their or their school district has rules similar, similar to this, has transgender policies that are more important than the safety of your kids. This one is um, going to be a national issue pretty quick. The midterm election campaigns are going to be starting up And I'm telling you, the Republicans need to start going after school boards and letting parents know that if elected in their districts, crap like this is going to end as soon as they are sworn in. This is a must. This has got to be a call to action for Republicans that want to win houses back or want a net gain and win houses that Democrats have controlled for a while. This is an issue. You're talking about people's kids where we should win. Because I believe we will provide a safer environment for kids in schools. This is evidence, just another piece of it, that tells me so. Keeping on the topic a little bit, since we're talking, quote, gender roles. And I'm for a while now, I've tried to understand the difference between gender and sex. And I can Google it, and essentially the whole gender is a social construct BS comes up. And so in in trying to define the difference, I've found no difference. And pretty much every time I sign up for something, I register for something, it asks me to pick between one of two genders. Well, California knows better. This is from NBC, and this is is an article favorable of the new California law that is going to require some kind of gender-neutral toy program. And of course, California and Lego are embracing it. And this is the title. This is from the Culture and, Culture and Lifestyle section of NBCnews.com. The title is California and Lego Embrace Gender Neutral Toys. Now, here's the other part of the title and why I picked the article. It goes on. The title says, Parents Need to Get With the Program. I'll read it again. California and Lego Embrace Gender Neutral Toys. Parents need to get with the program. Your kids know better than you, and this is where it's going to go on. Lego knows better than you do. California knows better than you do. You have no say in this is what this is saying. You need to get with the damn program. The subtitle, Parents Carry Internalized Beliefs About Gender Roles. See, there's no, there's no definition. There are no facts when a liberal enters the argument. It's just your beliefs and theirs, and your beliefs are inferior. So whatever painted idiot wrote this article, her name is Katie Hurley. Oh, I just assumed her gender. 
So see, this is why their world doesn't work. Because she probably wouldn't object to me calling her her, but she should, but they're not consistent. But Katie Hurley thinks that your kids, Lego and California, know better than you do for your kids, and you better get with the program. She talks about recent research committed by Danish toy maker, oh good, Denmark, perverted nation no one really talks about, that it is. Uh, Lego reveals, so this study or research commissioned by Lego, which is apparently a Danish toy maker, I didn't know that, reveals that girls feel empowered to engage in all kinds of playing activities with 82% of them believing that it's okay for girls to play football and boys to practice ballet. Of course it is. Of course it's fine for girls to play football and boys to practice ballet. I've told guys for years, young guys all the time, I mean, you should get into things like ballet if you like girls. Because most of the guys in ballet in the United States and in many other countries, let's be real, don't like girls. And if you look at the girls in those activities like ballet, let's be real, it's not a bad place to be if you like girls. Now, boys don't agree to that at the highest percentage, but 71%. So most kids believe, thanks Lego, what we've known they believe. Kids love playing all different things. I don't think it's... Boys will play with dolls. There's nothing wrong with it. Thanks for the research. Now, where are you all going to take this, Lego? Where are you all going to take this research, liberals? You're going to take it out of the universe into freak fairyland. Now, of course, this is the opinion part where she, they, they, Katie Hurley goes on to say the bad news is that parents continue to carry some internalized beliefs about gender roles. Okay, some, maybe, I don't think girls should play football at a high school level when testosterone has entered the field. Right? That's why when you see them out there, they you see even one recently in Texas, this girl's running routes, undefended in pads, catching a ball. You, I'm sorry if you walked past the field at a distance of, I don't know, 40 yards or less, you'd say, hey, look, they have girls playing football. You'd know by the movements. Because they move in a low testosterone manner, which is what I want for a woman. I don't want women to walk around like truck drivers, right? Move like a tank. There's a delicate, graceful move to most women that I happen to like. You don't have to, okay? If you want your woman to walk like Mike Tyson, that's fine with me. I can see some attraction in that for some people, especially if a fight's going down. But... I don't care what, what women do until there's safety concerns. That's why I mentioned football at a high school level. And girls kicking in college, great. The one that did it for, I think it was Vanderbilt. She's a soccer goalie, and she sucked at kicking the football. But activism is clearly more important than results on the football field at Vanderbilt. So they got some press out of it. Neat for them. And the girl flexed like she had conquered football because of girl power. And if you saw one of her kickoffs... Right now, at my age, in my 40s, in a pair of sandals, I could have kicked it farther and better than this young lady. Be that as it may. Um, Apparently, parents have more defined prejudice in gender roles. But this is going to be the next little chip away at brainwashing your kids. Because it's not about the toys they want to play with. Okay? 
this, you know, it's not about fighting free play. This is a way to break down any gender identity that your kids naturally learn, right? If you remember from Kindergarten Cop, the kid stands up. I think his one of his parents was an OBGYN. The kid said, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. I'm surprised that they haven't tried to cancel that movie because of that line alone, that factual statement. Um, but this super boring article from Katie Hurley at NBC news.com um, is telling us that children's toys should all be gender neutral. Well, guess what, Lego, and, and the rest of you woke toy manufacturers, I can't wait for about 30 days from now when this stupid fucking issue drops to the bottom of your list of priorities because you can't get gender neutral, gender male, gender female, gender code pink or whatever toys into the country because the supply chain has fallen apart. So again, like our U.S. military, we have what are supposed to be serious people focusing on issues that are totally irrelevant, spending millions of dollars, I'm sure, on research and on design changes that kids could give two dams about. But let's let's be real about it. The supply chain issues are coming. Videos are already going around. This is from Newsweek. This is from today, showing empty shelves across the U.S. as stores, U.S. stores as food shortage fears arise. So it's not just toys. It's not just materials you need to do your job things that we need to repair our house, anything that comes from overseas. Now we have food shortage issues because remember, the global supply chain issues not only involve shipping and oil issues and ridiculous uh, different vaccine mandates that are not consistent across different national borders, it involves truckers, right? An industry that we as a nation have probably ignored. Like many critical industries, we ignore them until they don't work, okay? Just talk to somebody who is in the medical business of proctology, otherwise known, better known as colorectal surgery. Your ass is not that important until it starts bothering you. And then when your ass is bothering you, oh, it becomes the number one priority, right? Not to say the truckers are that, but our ass is pretty important anatomically, biologically, and uh, so are truckers. They are critical. And now there's a problem and we are paying a whole lot of attention to it because they're not driving, they're not getting paid what they need because they can't get the jobs, there's too much regulation. And a lot of them have gotten used to not working like most labor, uh, most of labor in the US. There are strikes that are coming. John Deere's already striking. We'll talk about that real briefly. But um, grocery stores aren't running out of food, but hashtag empty shelves Joe is trending for a reason. One tweet from someone, Cheryl Atkinson, uh, I know the name, I can't remember where she's from. She said, my grocery, there's plenty of food. It's not as if we will starve, but I've never seen empty shelves like this in my lifetime. Really, the only empty shelves, I mean, and this lady posted pictures. It is, I mean, there are a few aisles of nothing. One looks to be the bread aisle, right? <clears throat> and uh, I remember during the pandemic, you know, it was like a year and change ago. I mean, the pictures of the toilet paper aisle were kind of funny because of hoarding and people freaking out. 
But I don't remember any serious shortages, real bare shells of anything. I mean, the truckers persevered. Food, food uh, suppliers persevered during that time. Um, but this is this is pretty crazy. You see Dollar Trees, grocery stores in this article from Newsweek. This came out this morning, October 17th. This is going to overwhelm Joe Biden and his administration. And remember, Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, oh, my alarm. Mayor Pete is our Secretary of Transportation. He's out on paternity leave with his husband because they adopted twins. That's right. He is on paternity leave. There's two parents. Paternity leave is huge now. I never got it. I'm not going to, you know, uh, hammer somebody who takes it. You get vacation, you get vacation. I don't know if you can pull that off on a job and not lose ground at work. You know, fine. But Buttigieg is at home right now. He's nursing his twins, by the way. There is a picture of him wearing what is a breast simulation vest with two boobs and him smiling there breastfeeding his kids while our supply chain supply chain falls apart. That's the guy that's running the show. The dude that is supposed to fix this issue for us is wearing fake tits and breastfeeding a kid. He's a man. Yeah, he's gay. We know that. Who cares? I don't care. I really don't. Until I see him wearing a plastic boob vest, vest that apparently gives his kid milk. That weirds me out. Just, I'm sorry. I guess Lego would be upset with me because I've just now predefined a gender role. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Women breastfeed. Not Mayor Pete in body armor. But apparently they saw he's still doing work from home. He's not working. He's not doing crap. He doesn't know what he's doing. Because you hear what Biden says about the supply chain issues. He talks about truckers driving at night being able to solve it. Or he reprimanded private industry, saying it's a supply chain for a reason. They got to do their part. What the hell does that mean? They don't have the stuff. And when they get the stuff, they're going to charge more, Joe, because this is economics, you senile dolt. They're paying more for it. They're going to pass that increase in price onto us. So in addition to empty shelves, what you're going to see, I saw this recently at a restaurant, small Mexican restaurant, great food in Arizona. And I saw a sign. I should have taken a picture. I didn't. I meant to. I saw it walking in. We were in a little bit of a hurry. But there was just a printed basic sign on the outside saying, hey, our price has gone up, have gone up, because the things we buy cost more money. And they were sorry. I get it. This was a family-run small business, soon to be one of the greatest victims, not only of COVID. They've already gotten through that. But now Joe Biden's administration is really going to do them in, especially inflation. These guys are trying to explain it to their customers because they, you know, I don't know, I'd never been there, so I had no reference to what they charged before. But this is coming, and this is coming in a big way. And I, um, if you're not concerned, be concerned. Because while we have these supply chain issues, I'm going to finish with this. This is from CNN.com. Labor flexes its muscle as leverage tips from employers to workers. Workers aren't readily working or coming back to work after their unemployment benefit. Unemployment benefits are running out because many of them are the federal ones. John Deere's on strike. Ten thousand workers. They didn't get the deal they wanted through their union. Picket line started last Thursday. 
They joined 1,400 strikers at Kellogg who are upset with seven-day work weeks in a two-tier retirement system. The unions are flexing because they got people that are willing to organize and picket and walk out to get a better deal. This is pretty bad timing. I'm not an economist. But while prices are already rising due to increase in fuel costs because we don't have the supply we need and other issues, we have a truck driver shortage. We now have workers in a critical industry, in the food industry, and just in in labor in general in the U.S. walking out. That's going to make stuff more expensive. One of the main issues running through many of these strikers, this continues from CNN, or looming strikes is workers' anger. This is a quote. My nurses and healthcare professionals are angry, said Elizabeth Hawkins, the negotiator for a union of 32,000 nurses who could soon be striking 1,400 hospitals and hundreds of clinics in Southern California and Hawaii run by healthcare giant Kaiser Permanente. That's a big one out on the West Coast. 32,000 nurses, if they walk out, how does Kaiser stay open? I mean, hospitals are having a hard enough time keeping people from burnout after COVID. And now you have a massive healthcare organization on the West Coast in Hawaii, nurses, 32,000, threatening to walk out. Um, now, here's the interesting part. They're angry. This negotiator in, in CNN, again, this is CNN. I, I just pulled this up a few minutes before the podcast. I wonder if this has anything to do with mass uh, mandate. Um vaccine mandates they don't say it doesn't which makes me think it might have something it's not the only thing they clearly want to get paid better they know you know they're feeling valuable and i'm not a fan of unions and i'm not a fan of workers being allowed to be economically ignorant because when workers go out there and they request to have their pay doubled and want all these things they take a risk because many. if you work at a cereal plant, you're probably replaceable. And you also, I appreciate you wanting to get paid more, but you don't get to ignore the fact that everything you make will be more expensive if your price increases or your pay increases a ridiculous amount. Um, but, hey, I mean, get what you need. And if you can get it, you can leverage these companies. Hey, they signed on, you're in a union, okay? Um, pilots. This is a scary one. Uh, American Airlines are set to hold informal informational pickets at the Miami airport on Tuesday, this Tuesday, followed by pickets in Chicago and Dallas the following weeks. So pilots are starting to think about walking out. We've had airline workers not show up to work, crew issues already, travel, massive delays and cancellations, Southwest, then American Airlines last week. And uh, now we have thri- uh, strike threats from pilots in the industry. Hollywood workers are going to go on strike Monday over basic quality life issues as meal breaks and time off on weekends. So the labor market is flexing. Um, it goes on to say non-union workers, non-union workers are also flexing. It says a record 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August. Most who are not union. Crazy. And we know that the last two jobs reports were way below expectations. So Joe Biden's America is kicking ass, people. Kicking ass. Um, Amazon, there's an ad that pops up on the CNN article. Amazon's promising $15 an hour. 
to work there. I mean, I don't know what people want. If people start, you know, thinking they're going to get more than 20 bucks an hour consistently for unskilled labor, they got another thing coming. But maybe they'll just not come back to work then and figure out some way to collect unemployment in perpetuity. God help us if they can. We can't afford that. I appreciate you listening. I'm taking some vacation next week. I might get a show in. Um, like I said, it's Sunday, October 17th. I leave to today. But thanks. I'll be I'll be back. Be back soon and, and more consistent with less travel. Appreciate you listening. God bless. Keep the faith. And we will talk to you soon.